Yo guys, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Marijuana Essay Weekly and today we are talking autoflowers from Christiania Seeds and we have Honorage coming on uh, from Denmark to give us a little bit more information. Obviously Christiania is a very cool and interesting place in Denmark and uh, we've had a lot of uh, experience and history with the brand CA Seeds and today we get to hear a little bit more about specifically about autoflowers so if you guys are the autoflower junkies out there this is <laughs> this is the place to be and yeah we, we're quite excited to be hearing a little bit more uh, dean what do you kind of expect to to hear today yeah so the autoflower gang can be expected here a few cool things about uh, autoflowers i'm kind of wondering what always interests me is kind of how the autoflower journey got you know how people got into autoflowers because it's you know newer than than photos and also just a little bit of uh, stories behind some different strains you know i've personally mm. had experience with uh with the SAR 71 quite a bit and uh uh it's it was a really really awesome auto for me so i kind of just want to find out a little bit of back history related to how the how the autoflowers you know the, the different autoflowers came about okay exciting yeah i think i'm basically on the same page i've got uh, quite a few questions lined up so let's uh bring Onridge in and see uh see what we're going to find out today quite excited Thanks so much for joining us on another episode. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on. It uh, uh, means the world to us. Give us the time. Um, yeah, we're going to jump straight in and and uh, fire into a little bit of a question about how uh, Christiania Seeds got into. Um, uh, obviously, you didn't start off with auto flowers, but you brought them on and they've become quite a popular part of your line. Uh, so has it been quite a long, uh, long journey with the auto flowers? Yeah, uh, hello everybody. Then uh, actually, we started up already breeding. Our breeding program it was 15 years ago. We started up with a classing for the periodic plants, pollen chucking game. Basically, we pick up the best performers and follow and continue inbred them further on. Uh, basically, when the joint doctor came with the first low rider, first out of flowering, uh, kind of stable out of flowering mm. strain, it's already this. 12, 14 years back, I'm expecting approximately. Uh, then we start to really experiment also with the autoflowering strains as these being more suitable for local Nordic weather, where mm. the days are kind of shorter in the, in the in the final, or the summer itself is shorter, uh, kind of humid and more harshy autumn time. So something which would be able to final and mature very quickly uh, was basically the option for the autoflowers to go through. Mm. So... Uh, the out of flower breeding, we're proceeding for these, yeah, approximately, I would say 10 years. There was first oh. experiment starting and trying to make the pure lines by these times, actually. So it's also, yes, yeah, I suppose it's a, yeah, that big function of the, of the seasons, um, out there, you know, the EU season where I suppose the summer is quite, it's hot, but it's also short. I guess that's why the yes. autoflowers do super well in SA, um, specifically, the sort of European uh, autoflowers, they tend to react very similar way to an essay. Uh, Dean, you've had a, a couple of the autos growing, hey? Yeah. So, uh, Onrich, how 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 many months uh, is your is your kind of summer period that you that you're looking at? Because I've uh, yeah, I found your autos to be very you know to to stick to the time frame where others other experiences I've had have haven't quite done the case. Sure. Uh, normally, the summertime or the kind of cultivation season, you can say in here, is approximately four and a half, five months. 
And the end mm. of the season, we're expecting really moisty and cold weather in the evening times and the morning times. So normally, effectively for us, with the photoperiodic plants, you might get into the issues in the end of the season uh, because of the mold issues. This mm. is yes. basically resistances we're breeding mostly for uh, the Bortritis and the gray mold and the, 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 the white mold and these things. Uh, but normally with the autoflower, of course, we can yield them uh, in three months approximately. If there is little more sunny days, they tend to grow a little longer. We're talking yes, yes. approximately about a week or two, but they will become to be bigger as well. The yield will become to be a little bit higher. Yeah, I've personally seen yeah, so I've personally seen that with some autoflowers where they're kind of it's so hot and the days are sort of lengthening still. And then they kind of sometimes just don't want to kick into autoflower. And then as soon as they experience a tiny little bit of shock, then all of a sudden they go into go into flower, you know. And I've actually successfully completed two, two, three sometimes full autoflower grows in 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 before it gets too wet by us because it only gets quite wet late in the season you know so i kind yeah, of use yeah. my autoflowers mm -hmm. to bring in variety whereas the photoperiodics you then sit with a lot of you know a single varietal um and that's kind of a really nice way for for us to use them locally because then you can build variety in the summer period and you're already harvesting by you know just before december so you've got bud to smoke halfway through mm. the summer <laughs> locally you know <laughs> What is the what? What's the predominant um, uh, type uh, uh, in Europe? Is it going to be more photoperiodics or is it more autos? Uh, uh, from the old days, of course, still the photoperiods are the kind of major strains grown around. A lot of people growing indoor, of course, because of the weather conditions, because mm, of the your yes. restriction conditions as well. Um, but the outdoor flower becoming to be very popular these days. Many outdoor growers realize they can have a basically two crops in the season, yeah. or kind of pre-crop in the pre, in the outdoor flower strains, which basically blooming in the middle of the summer. They get a really nice sun in this point, so the, mm. the pots are developing really proper way, nice way. You're getting dense, but with really nice uh, trichrome coverage on. Uh, so they have a first harvest in this three months approximately since the sowing time, which is end of April, beginning of the May in our in our latitudes approximately. Uh, and then in another two months approximately, they're harvesting the bigger for the periodic plants, mm. which unfortunately in the outdoor conditions don't really develop so perfectly as the mm, exactly. as the budding as, as the budding time is already kind of moist and, and colder so yeah uh, curious when you guys came out with your autoflowers uh, obviously it's a nice seasonal um uh, you know works well with the seasons there but was any of it uh, originally related to like sort of stealth uh stealth growing because obviously with the sizes size of the plants i think that was quite a Predominant this, factor. <laughs> this is another aspect which basically outdoor growers prefer to don't basically stick the big branches out of the out of the fence. So uh, of course, a little bit kind of stilt uh, growth uh, mm, with the outdoor mm. flowers as well. And you are very quick with this. Uh, not talking about if you will plant them kind of in a in a cascade way. So you will plant one in the first month, then another month. So you can harvest them also following way this direction. Yes. So. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, a lot of our 
to live in uh, or, or, or sort of people get grow advice from us, uh, um, they're always uh, asking questions and, and who live in sort of flatlets, you know, and have a small balcony. A lot of the time they're asking questions about, you know, what's going to be better? Is it going to be photoperiodic or is it going to be auto flower? Uh, and a lot of the time they end up going for the auto also because of the way the branches develop, you know, it's uh, instead of being Christmas tree style, you're a lot of the time getting sort of a trained plant or it's kind of like trains itself, you know, whereas you're getting far more side branches and it's far easier than to grow in that aspect of living in like a complex, which, you know, are so big in South Africa, whether you have these like kind of <laughs> closed gated communities and everyone lives in flatlets and has a small north facing balcony, you know, and then you're yes. kind of limited to limited to that space. And then stealth is still a big factor because mm. I think the part corporate doesn't allow it a lot of times you know <laughs> uh, uh, curious if you guys are breeding anything at the moment for um like cbg or cbn is there a specific uh or just cr crushing the thc and uh, you know because obviously there's different rules around europe you know germany's got this new gonna be legal but for now it's like one percent and you know across europe a lot of the yeah, London, uh, uk is sort of point zero something percent uh, more than more than in south africa but uh yeah curious to see what you what your what your angles are at the moment definitely target is also definitely get into the cbd uh, kind of recreational cbd flowers uh, to produce there is not much time and space for it for it for now but it's our future or thinking about it besides we're doing also the hemp breeding and there is actually the project running second year already um and it's a cbg cannabigerol and cannabis cannabidiol uh, cbds and cbg basically uh, research with very low thc but it's for mm -hmm. the agricultural scale so it will be just the hemp strains basically produced uh, with a little higher level of the minor cannabials very low thc so it's supposed to become kind of legal variety in some point if all the trials will go well but this is kind of future but of course the cbd is becoming to be very trendy not only in the mm. europe worldwide actually where the yes. people don't want to really smoke the very strong material uh they would rather prefer to stay calm and easy so the cbd strains are very very trendy in these days so in some point we will probably reach this target as well yeah fascinating i think it was um uh it, it was sort of yeah the the tac levels were very elevated obviously because of the prohibition um you know over years and years and years across the world so it's interesting to see that it's like coming back down to like a more normal i mean there'll always be a there'll always be a space for maximum tac it's definitely <laughs> not going away but uh yeah i think it's opening up a, a whole market of sort of that mid-range mid t i don't think it'll be as low as these like 0.05% strains of like, I think it's very hard to get uh, cannabis that low uh, without doing something. Uh, yeah, so it's difficult, but like, I think the two, 3%, 4%, that kind of range, I think that's going to be quite popular, as you said, with the, a different market that doesn't, you know, it was maybe, yeah, they're morning smokers. It's all about the governments in the Europe and all over the world, mm. basically, to 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 allow it to allow the higher level of of THC in the plants. Now I know mm. the Czech Republic is allowing at least one percent for the hemp farmers. So if there is mm. wow. any excesses in a in a in a field uh, in a field uh, tests, so they won't be kind of really hunted by the mm. governments, which is kind of good slow steps. But I believe the, the another country will follow, and the, the THC level was just raised up to this one two three percent would be lovely that you can then you can handle the cbd strains with a 15 percent of cbd without any problems 
Yeah, because yes, uh, yes. 0.1%, uh, 0.1%, uh, yeah, 0.01%, I think, in some places. it's And people try to grow it, but then if you just, I mean, you don't know if a plant's going to be a, you have one and plant that's, yeah, yeah, you have one plant that's doing super well or a, a different seed that got in the batch, and, they, and then that's what they do. They come in and take a sample, and if yeah. one or two plants are above the limit, they'll take the whole lot. And, and yeah, no, it's, it, it, as you said, for hemp farmers, they're not going to risk putting the investment and the capital into it. So exactly. I just have in, in closing, uh, Anraj, uh, tell me a little bit about some of the uh, current uh, auto flowers that you've bred. What are some, some favorites on, on your side? So the thing with the auto flowers, uh, a lot of people actually prefer sativa strains or sativa blends, sativa dominant mixes. With the auto flowers, a little bit more complicated as the as the actually the compatibility between the sativa ruderalis itself is not really perfect so okay. huge huge variations are show up with the kind of predominant sativa ruderalis crosses uh, even though we got actually the the alpha king and sour 71 our little bit sativa dominant strains which are very popular these days as the mm. people are can hear about this uh they, they got a good experience with growing these they kind of stretch it quite a lot uh, longer internodal stretches so you're getting kind of bigger plants even the yield are not yes. really huge uh but taste wise and effect wise they are really appreciated so uh, as i mentioned our last basically pure line uh, the sour 71 this is quite trendy right now and uh, there will be new, actually, it will be actually Indica Dominance here right now. It's under trials. Hopefully next year it will go out as well. So it will be a little surprise for next year from the auto-flowering portfolio. Very oh, exciting. cool. <laughs> awesome, Andres. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on and sharing a little bit of info. Uh, we always appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you on here again. Thank you very much for your invitations, guys. <laughs> Hello Keep to up. everybody. <laughs> Keep up. Cheers, eh? I can agree with the Sour 71. I grew yeah. out uh, six or seven at the start of last season and like plowed through it. It was <laughs> definitely on the sativa dominant side for an auto flower. And there's also decent yields. I think I averaged like between 38 or 40 something. And the one yielded far over like 55, which for me on autos as a mm -hmm. non-pro non auto grower, you know, it's... Uh, it's definitely been uh, it's definitely been a really interesting varietal. So I can't wait to see what they come out with what they come out with next. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I personally, I, I mean, I think auto flowers still have a lot of potential. Um, unfortunately, you know, they they kind of underdeveloped in comparison to the the photoperiodics. But I guess I, I mean, I just think in the long run there will be it's you know it's going to become more and more popular. I think there's still that huge stealth market. There's still that huge uh, like. I mean, the European seasons are so perfect for it. You know, not everyone's as blessed as South Africa. Uh, the Americans, <laughs> I don't know, they seem to love autos. It's, it's just a, it's an interesting the thing. The online loves it too. I mean, if you look at our YouTube channel's analytics, mm. uh, auto flowers is one of the most searched terms in our whole portfolio. So, I mean, it's obviously got a demand and an interest. I think it's because, I mean, 10 years is long. I didn't expect, you know, well, I don't know. I obviously didn't know until now that uh, Christiani had been breeding with them. For, for that long but i mean in the in comparison i suppose people have been working with photos for far longer so mm, there's mm. just more stability um and also though the manner of that auto breeding versus a photo breeding autos you don't have a mother to back cross with and 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 i mean it grows mm, mm. Done, you know and also as as we've heard previously the 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 auto flower gene is recessive so i think good auto flowers are harder to mm, breed mm.
than photoperiodics. 100%. Yeah, guys, thanks so much for, for watching another episode. Uh, your support on this channel means the world to us. Uh, you know, obviously YouTube doesn't monetize these things. So it's uh, just your likes and subscribes and comments below. Just let us know whether you're a pro uh, photoperiodic or pro autoflower. That would be really cool to just see. We can start up, kick off a bit of a, a wild discussion down below. And of course, just, uh, you know, uh, just leave a comment, obviously, for our guest or anything like that. It means the world to show our guests some love. Um, that's also awesome so guys till next week peace peace guys